Our next storyteller. Next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Your next storyteller is a longtime friend of the show and a friend of mine. I call him Lee on a regular basis, but because this is a formal podcast setting, I will use his full name, Yancey Lee Anderson. He told this story about his grandmother in front of a live audience at Buntport Theater in Denver, Colorado, back in June of 2019. The theme of the evening was framed. Uh, Hi, I have notes, because I'm an old. Um, So for my time tonight, I am going to talk, tell a few stories about my grandmother. Um, Her name was Ellen Anderson. In late 19, late summer 1980, we moved from uh, Japan, my dad was in the military, to a small town called Cedro Woolley, Washington. It's a tiny, tiny little town. Um, I was 13, and up until then, I'd lived most of my life on, on military bases. So we moved in with my grandma and my grandpa because uh, my parents were buying the farm, and they were going to live on a house you know, in, on the property. Um, my grandpa had had a stroke about a year before, uh, so he's confined to a hospital bed. They were both retired, um, and so old. <laughs> they spent most of the day watching black and white TV, that was stacked on another TV that didn't work. (laughs) And about two months after we got there, uh, all our stuff from the move showed up because the government will move you. It just won't be quick. (laughs) So we're unpacking and we're getting everything together and we're getting reacquainted with all our our old stuff and I'm unwrapping a TV and my grandma is looking at the TV and she's like, "Is is that a color TV? This is 1980. I said, yeah, it's a color TV. She's like, oh, that's not going to work up here. We don't, we don't get color TV. <laughs> now, I was pretty sure color TV was everywhere by 1980. And I kind of was, you know, a know-it-all. I'm like, what? that's a funny joke, Grandma. Everybody gets color TV. She said, nope. Grandpa had told her that up this far in the valley, she can't get color TV. And her words, the man's from the electronics store told her that she can't get color TV up there. Now, the man from the electronics store was my grandfather's fishing buddy. (laughs) And also a brother in the lodge. So I continued to set up the TV. Um, Turn the page. (laughs) Uh, My grandma stood over me like she was my supervisor. She's watching me the whole time. So I got it all hooked up, I turned it on, had to warm up a little bit, and as soon as it warmed up, a relatively beautiful picture of all the color in the world on the TV. It's the first time I ever heard my grandmother swear. (laughs) God damn it, Andy! (laughs) You son of a bitch! Out from his hospital bed, my grandfather, who couldn't really talk anymore, just laughed like Muttley. And my grandma spent 20 minutes railing about the last 20 years watching black and white TV and what she was going to do with his catheter. So one of the things you need to know about my grandma, um, she was tight. She could pinch a penny tighter than anyone I'd ever seen. She loved to haggle. She's the old lady at the garage sale uh, trying to get a bargain on a 15-cent coffee cup. 
She could make leftovers from a turkey dinner last for a week and a half. Everything but the gobble. That was her motto. She smoked Winston 100s, because they were cheap. But she wasn't above stealing a, uh, a Merit or a Benson and Hedges from her sisters when they were playing cards. Now, when I say she was cheap, that doesn't mean she only shopped at thrift stores or, you know, things like that. She did all that stuff. But as my great-uncle Fred once said, uh, with the kind of eloquence I wish I had, that woman is tighter than two thumbs up a pig's ass. <laughs> Vivid imagery. Now, so I remember the time I noticed her tightness, her cheapness for the first time. We were at a Black Anglis or a Sizzler, something like that. And as we were leaving, my parents put $10 down on the table as a tip. My grandma waited till everybody else was up away from the table, and then she swiped a five. Stuffed it in her purse, and I, she caught me looking at her. She was like, ten's too much. <laughs> so I started paying attention. Every time we went out, she would be the last one from the table. Every single time, she'd take a little cash, put it in her purse. And she wouldn't give it back to the person who left the tip. That was hers. That was found money, as far as she was concerned. Uh, in her defense, she was a child of the Depression. She had raised four kids on a logger's pay, which is not very much. They ate a lot of government cheese. I remember the first, probably, month that we moved in with them. I didn't poop for like a week. And after my grandpa passed, she lived in a single-wide trailer on the property, and she just terrorized the other drivers. Uh, or other people in the valley with the most egregious driving I've ever seen. She smoked like it was her job when she got in the car. She always had the windows rolled up and always had the heater on. So in the summer of 2001, she also suffered a stroke. I, I don't mean to laugh at that, but, you know, it's, it's very common in my family. The Anderson body is like a temple, but it's one of those Indiana Jones temples with the dust and the spiders and Nazis. My sister Heidi was, uh, was coming up to the farm to grab some firewood for a camping trip. She found my grandma, shirtless, wandering around in the front yard. My grandma hadn't moved too well in the last couple of years, but something happened when she had her stroke. She was climbing through barbed wire fences and up and down off the deck like a little kid. My sister got her to sit down and start asking her a couple of questions while her girlfriend called 911. Grandma was fairly lucid when Heidi was asking her the questions, but she started answering, uh, ending every sentence with piano, piano, piano. I would ask her, Grandma, do you know what month it is? It's July, piano, piano, piano. Grandma, you know what your phone number is? Why are you asking me these stupid questions? Piano, piano, piano. It lasted for about the afternoon, but it was awesome. Like I said, she's a child of the Depression. She had a visceral dislike of banks. We found out how much after she had passed a few years later. We're going through her things, piling up, you know, piles for donation and piles for family and friends. One of the books that was in a pile had something sticking out of it. My sister reached over and grabbed it and pulled it. It was a $100 bill. We kind of stared at each other for a couple seconds. And then I ran outside to stop my uncle, who was heading down the lane with a car full of books to take to the Goodwill. Grandma didn't trust banks, but she trusted books and picture frames <laughs> and sugar bowls and cigar boxes. After a day or two of rummaging through all her stuff, uh, we went through every book, every frame, 
every nook and cranny where you could stuff a 20. We found basically my grandma's entire cash stash, which was about $2,500. So to wrap up, don't forget, the stuff looks like junk to you may be the perfect hiding place for somebody else. Thank you. The Narrators is produced by me, Aaron Rollman, and Ron Doyle, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. We have a large archive of other stories for you to check out. If you're a regular listener, please leave us a review or share a story with a friend. And if you're in Denver, please join us for one of our live shows, which take place every third Wednesday of the month at Buntport Theatre. You can find more information and past episodes on our website, thenarrators.org. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Buntport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Hip Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whale Hawk, and we would also like to thank Knuckle Pups, who provided the outro music that you are listening to right now. You can find a link to their music in the show notes for this episode. We'll be back next Friday with another true story. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.